Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Game Nights. The show is brought to you by Wizards of the Coast. Now, on this episode, we are playing with the brand new cards from Dominaria United, and we have two awesome guests. We have a returner, Rachel Weeks from the Commander Advisor Group, and a first-timer, Sam from Ristic Studies. Yes, I love Sam. Yeah, we've been waiting to get Sam on the show for a very long time. He's maybe the classiest guest we've ever had. No offense to all the other guests. Oh, yeah. And we built some classy decks today. Nice. And there's some sweet interactions in there. If you want to pick up any of those cards or the new commanders we're playing, well, head on over to channelfireball.com slash command. That's our affiliate link, and it's going to get you right to the Channel Fireball marketplace where you can shop from local game stores from around the country and get the cards you need in the quality that you want. Not only that, they've got amazing prices on sealed products products and just anything you want from the magic universe whether it's a new commander or a sweet new piece for that deck you've been building and brewing for a while pick it all up right now use our affiliate link channelfireball.com slash command or just enter promo code command at checkout and you'll be supporting the show and getting the cards you need and of course once you get those cards you want to keep them in pristine condition you don't want anything to happen to them ultra pro is the game accessories company that jimmy and i trust our own collections to our own cards to you know we got some fancy cards we don't want them to get messed up in any way ultra pro makes the products that protect your game pieces they really are the best in the business at this and they have an affiliate link now with us this is kind of a new thing yeah you go to ultrapro.com slash command you can buy directly from ultra pro which has a lot of benefits we always do say support your lgs if you can find ultra pro products there that's great but not every LGS carries all the Ultra Pro products because mm -hmm. they have a lot of them. And if you're looking for especially things that maybe are a little bit older or super new, sometimes your LGS just doesn't have them or have them yet, ultrapro.com slash command. You can find all that stuff if you want guild-themed sleeves or something like that or the you know newest, coolest playmat to match a deck box and sleeves that all have the Ooh. same artwork on them. Yeah, or exclusive secret layer artwork that only Ultra Pro has the license to, so oh, yeah. you can't get this stuff anywhere else. UltraPro.com slash command is the place to go for all that. And the direct way to support the show is at Patreon. So patreon.com slash command zone. We love our Patreon. We have all sorts of different tiers with different benefits at all of them, including exclusive content, early access to episodes like Game Nights and Extra Turns a day early, ad-free, and at certain levels, you can play Spell Table with Josh, myself, and members of the command zone over the internet. Finally get a game of Commander in with us. We've been playing tons of games. It's been tons of fun. So make sure you check it out, patreon.com slash command zone. Get access to our exclusive Discord with our awesome community in there. It's the only only way to do so make sure you check it out yeah and finally one last thing before we get into the game here the command zone is actually hiring Woo! right now for a junior video editor position it's entry level no experience required there are links in the show notes if you want to turn your love of magic and commander into a career follow that job link in the show notes and go ahead and apply we're going to expand uh, about what this is a little at the end of this episode and stick around to the end of the episode because that is when we give stuff away to you every single person here watching this video is eligible to win free stuff but you got to watch the episode Episode and stick around to the end to find out how. Yeah, tons of Ultra Pro swag. We always throw some booster packs and some other magic product in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very, very exciting. But for now, mm -hmm. we got to get into the game. Let's play. How's 
it, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Game Nights. You know, this episode is featuring a content creator from Magic that's been around forever and Jimmy and I have been fans of for years. What's up, everybody? My name is Sam. I run the YouTube channel Ristic Studies. I like to talk about the art and history and culture of Magic the Gathering. And I'm super stoked. This is my first time on Game Nights. And we have the triumphant return of a Game Nights veteran. Hi, everybody. I'm Rachel Weeks. I'm excited to be back. I'm the co-host of the Comedy Commander podcast, Commander Sphere, and I also play live D&D every Monday on a show called Better Than Heroes. I'm also a member of the Commander Advisory Group. The CAG is a group of Commander players that provide perspective on the commander community at large to the rules committee. On this episode, we're going to be battling it out in a game of commander using the brand new cards from Magic's latest set, Dominaria United. As Magic approaches its 30th anniversary, we return to where it all began, Dominaria. This is Magic's home, and for many players, its most memorable plane. But this world now faces the return of its oldest and most terrifying enemy, the Phyrexians. Mechanical monstrosities formed into a dark parody of perfection. These creatures are set on reshaping the multiverse in their image. Now, in the face of an ancient threat returned, the people must unite to protect their home. Wow, where'd that come from? That was really deep, man. The commander I'm playing today is Dahada, Binder of Wills. Go forth and do my this deck is all about legends with attack triggers. And importantly, my commander can help me find those legends and protect them in battle. Then some big swings should be enough to smash my opponents. And my commander is Soul of Windgrace. You are invaders here, and these lands are protected. This is a Lands Matter deck that wants to make use of the graveyard. So my deck is full of landfall triggers and sacrifice synergies to really get that engine going. Then, with all that ramp and some huge creatures, I should be able to bring home the win. Today I'll be playing Shanna, Purifying Blade. Get off my plate! With my commander, I can turn every point of life I gain into card draw. So I've loaded my deck with repeatable life gain and payoffs to take advantage of it. With my life total nice and high, I'll have plenty of time to soar him with my army of angels and annihilate the opposition. The commander I built around is Torwaki the Younger. The deck is a combo of two great archetypes, Burn and Storm. My plan is to play a lot of cheap cantrips that my commander can turn into damage. Then I just have to keep casting spells, churning through my deck until I burn out my opponents. This land is my land. Life is for the gaining. Who dares face me in combat? It's time to feel the burn. Welcome to the table, everyone. As always, it's time to reveal our ultra-prone Dominaria playmats. Ooh, stained glass. Yeah, fancy. Okay, well, Sam, it is your first time here with us, and I think we all know what that means. Rachel, would you like to do the honors? Gladly. I dub thee Sir Sam, Lord of Studies. Arise! Wow, I feel knightly already. This is wonderful. Thank you. It's an honor and a privilege. <laughs> Welcome to Game Nights. Only one may stand. All right, everybody ready? Ready, you bet. Rumble. 
Okay, I will draw for turn, and then I will play a Blood Crypt tapped. I'll pass the turn. All right, I will draw a card for turn, and I will play a Seaside Citadel tapped, and pass to you, Rachel. I will also draw for turn, and I will play a tapped Untaidaki, the Cloud Keeper. Well, that's interesting. This land may not seem all that impressive because it comes into play tapped and I have to pay life to use it. But with all the legendary spells in this deck, this janky land looks a lot like an ancient tomb. That's my turn. I'll pass to you, Sam. I'm going to draw my card for the turn. And yeah, we'll start with a myriad landscape tapped. This is fair magic. Look at us. No soul rings. Okay, turn number one. All the lands enter tapped. I love this start. I'm a slow, relaxed player. This is exactly my pace. Easy does it. That's how the value engine gets started. All right, I will untap and I will draw for turn. Okay, I am going to play one of the fancy new mountains. Nice. Beautiful. They're so cool. And then I'm gonna tap two and I'm gonna play a Felwar Stone. The classic commander start. Yep. And I will pass the turn. I will untap and draw my card for turn. I'm going to play a planes, and then I will cast Nature's Lore. Oh. Nice. I love this card. This does everything my deck wants. It ramps me. Wait, why are we in the interview? It's just a two-mana ramp spell. Get back to the game. I'm gonna search my library for a Spara's headquarters. And that's gonna enter the battlefield tapped. And that's it for me. Pass turn to you, Rachel. All right, I will untap and draw for turn. I'm going to play a plateau for turn, and then I'm gonna cast Xerzoth Chaos Rider. What? So I love casting Xerzoth this early in the game because there's lots of room to attack with him and all the devil tokens he makes. This card can spiral out of control quickly. And then because of Untaidaki, I'll pay two life and go to 38. Then I'll pass to you, Sam. Okay, I'll untap and draw my card for turn. I will simply play a forest and pass the turn. All right, I will untap. I will draw. I'm gonna play a myriad landscape, and then I will cast Black Market Connections. Nice, this card's great. So this is a new card from the Last Commander Legends set, and it's very, very powerful because you can choose all three modes if you want to. And my commander does have lifelink, so I really don't care about the life loss. I'm looking to get a lot of value off this card. And I'm gonna put this coin here to remind myself of the trigger. Nice. And then I'll pass the turn. Okay, I will untap and I will draw my card for turn. And then I'm gonna cast my commander, Shanna, Purifying Blade. Get off my plate! Cool, cool. Normally I lose a lot of life on game nights, but this time around I'm playing someone that can actually gain me a lot of life and draw cards. You might think that I can't do anything with it right now, but this deck is filled with a lot of little tricks, and I'll show you just how much value this thing can pack. I'm gonna play a Command Tower as my land for turn, and then I'm gonna cast Crop Rotation, sacrificing my planes. And I'm gonna find Seraph Sanctuary. When that enters the battlefield, I will gain one life and go to 41, and I'll move to my end step. My commander will trigger. I've gained one life this turn, so I will tap my Seraph Sanctuary for one mana, and I will draw one card. Very good. Let's go. Energy. This is a really cool little sequence from Jimmy here. He's able to use the land that gained him the life to tap for mana to draw the cards. I like everything that's going on here, except for the fact that it's Jimmy that's doing it. Pass turn. All right, I will untap and draw for turn. I'll play an exotic orchard as my land for turn, and then I'm gonna cast an arcane signet. Nice. And then I'm gonna cast a Raydan, God of the Worthy. 
Oh, that's cool. Oh, jeez. I think Raydana is sneaky great. I'm playing an aggressive deck. I want to commit to the board, and Raydan makes board wipes a little bit more expensive to cast. This card is really going to slow me down if I want to just continue on my game plan, because I have a lot of really interesting and powerful ways to gain life, but they also happen to cost a bit of mana. I'm hoping someone else hates it and kills it before I need to. And then again, because of Untaidaki, I'm going to pay two life and go to 36. And then I'm going to go to combat. Josh, you're going to have some blockers soon, so I'm going to send Zerzoth Chaos Rider at you. But I get to draw a card here, though, right? Mm-hmm. And then discard at random. All right, ain't mad at you. So the random discard on Zerzoth isn't great for me, but I do have a little bit of a reanimator package to bring some stuff back from the graveyard if I want to. But the random discard for my opponents, they may not be ready for it. We both discard at random? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sam, give me the money. Give me the money. Yeah. I'm taking this one. Um, I'm going to take this one. So this is my discard. It is a Zalfirin Void. I have discarded a Loyal Retainers. And because you drew a card and it's not your turn, Zerzoth triggers and I make a Devil Token. Cool. Uh, and then go to damage? Yep. I have no blockers. So I will take two and go to 38. That's my turn. I'll pass to you, Sam. Okie doke. I'll draw a card for the turn and play a forest. And then I'm going to play Tireless Tracker. <sighs> Very nice. So I like this card because it's positions as not very much a big threat, but it's gonna slowly churn out card advantage for me. It fits perfectly with my plan of chilling, generating a little bit of value, and mostly just hanging out in the background. I will pass the turn <laughs> to you, Josh. All right, I will untap. I will draw for turn, and then I will trigger the black market connections at the beginning of my pre-combat main phase. And I will just choose to do all of them. YOLO send it. Yeah, why not? So I will make a treasure token. I'll draw a card and I'll make a 3-2. Jeez. And I will lose six life. Oh my God, okay. And go to 32. Look at that value. Card, creature, treasure, all for what, six life? Now that Josh has set the precedent, I fully assume he's just gonna do this every turn for the rest of the game. I'm hoping that Josh gets a little bit too greedy with his black market connections and whittles his life total down a little bit. But right now, I'm definitely most worried about Josh. I think it's time for me to bring out my commander. I haven't said this name in a long time, but it's Torwaki the Younger. So the deck really is concentrating on casting a lot of small instants and sorceries to take advantage of Torwaki's second ability. But some of those spells I'm casting will do damage to my opponents, so that'll be increased by the first ability. There's a lot of synergy going on. Okay, I'm not done though. I'm gonna use this treasure token for black and play Keterect Parasite. Ooh. Uh, yeah, that's bad. This kind of sucks because I am planning on drawing a lot of cards with my deck. And with the Parasite out and Josh's commander, that's two damage for every single card. That's not good. I want my life to to go upwards, not down. And then I will pass the turn. Okay, I will untap my stuff and I will draw my card for turn. When you draw that card, that'll trigger Keteric Parasite. So you'll take one, but because of my commander, that's non-combat damage. So actually you'll take two damage, Jimmy. Oh gosh. I'll take two. And I'll go to 39. I'm gonna play a Mystic Gate, and then I will cast Uro, Titan of Nature's Wrath. Nice. Oh, I remember that card. So I'll draw a card, and then I'll gain three life. And then I will put my land into play. It is a Reliquary Tower. Oh. This card is great because it does everything I want to do in the game. It's drawing me a card, it's ramping me, and it's gaining me life. 
Not to mention later in the game, I can escape it from the graveyard and just do it all over again. I still feel really good about my start here, even though Josh's deck is definitely a little scary. And when I draw a card, that's gonna trigger your Keteric Parasite again, and I'll take another two damage and go back to 40. Nice. And then because I did not escape him, I will sacrifice Uro. Yep. Now I'll go to my end step, and I'm going to pay three mana, because I've gained three life this turn, and draw three cards. Not bad. And then when you draw, the Parasite will trigger three times, so you'll take six damage. Oh, wait, that's kind of unfortunate. All right, I'll go to 34 then. Woof. I should not be at 34 already for playing Uro and a life gain commander this early in the game. I'm really losing life quickly here, and that does not feel good. And because I have a Reliquary Tower, I do not need to discard the hand size, so I will pass the turn. Okay, I will untap and draw for turn. Uh, Cataract Parasite trigger. I will take two damage. I'll go to 34. And then I will cast my commander, the Hada Binder of Wills. Go for it. Ooh la la. And then I will immediately plus two her. And I'm gonna give Zerza Vigilance, Lifelink, and Indestructible until my next turn. Oh. So this board is a little gummed up, but my commander is perfect for giving Zerza a clean attack. It'll be indestructible, it'll be vigilant until my next turn, which means that Zerzoth will be a great attacker and also a great blocker. And then I'll go to combat. The devil's going at Sam, Zerzoth at Josh, and Raydan at Jimmy. Wow, just making friends all around, huh? On that attack, Zerzoth will trigger. So Sam, Josh, and I will all draw a card and discard at random. Nice. Okay, I get to draw a card and I have to discard a card at random. But if it's a land, that's just pushing my value engine forward. My deck wants to make use of the graveyard. So yeah, I'm fine with this. And then discard at random. Do you want me okay. to just choose? Sure. Okay. This one, this one, and this one. Okay. Sam and Josh, you both drew and it wasn't your turn, so I make two devils. <laughs> And then Keteric Parasite will trigger on both of you because you drew a card. I'll go to 32. And I'll go to 38. All right, and now go to blocks. No blocks for me. I'll take one and go to 37. Okay, I will block Zerza with my commander. However, I do have lifelink, so I'll gain three and go to 35. Zerzoth also has lifelink, so I'll gain two life and go to 34. And I have no flying blockers, so I will take two and go to 32. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's my turn. I'll pass to you, Sam. I don't like anything that's going on here. The way this game is playing out, Rachel's the scariest player to me because she's making her threats indestructible and she has a planeswalker, which right now is gonna be hard to get to through attacking. I think now I gotta shift my focus towards Rachel. Okay, I'll untap, draw a card for turn. All right, on that draw, Kedrick Parasite will trigger. Okay, I'll take two and go to 35. I'm gonna play Mountain for turn. And when that enters the battlefield, that'll trigger Tireless Tracker and I will create a clue token. And actually, that's the end of my turn. I'm just chilling here, all right? Let Truly. me do my thing, take my game actions, and uh, play some Well, you more mean take no game actions? actions. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm a little worried about Sam, because if he's just looking to crack that myriad landscape and make some clues, yeah, you get a lot of value, but you're not advancing your board the same way that everyone else is. I don't know what's going on over there, but if I know Sam, he's got a plan. I actually don't know what my plan is, but I love my position. <laughs> All right, I will untap. I will draw my card for the turn. Then I will trigger the black market connections. Yikes. I'm just gonna do all three of the things. So I will make a treasure token. I will make a three, two. And I will draw a card. Jeez. And I will go down to 29. 
I gotta say, this Black Market Connections is quickly becoming my most favorite card. This thing is awesome. Is it better than Rhystic Study? Boy, is Black Market Connections better than Rhystic Study? No, but it's close. Okay, I'm gonna play Professional Facebreaker. Oh, nice. Ooh. So the Facebreaker is a little concerning here because Black Market Connections makes treasures and Facebreaker turns treasures into card draw. You can't give Josh Lee quiet cards. It doesn't end well. All right, and then I'm going to go to combat and Jimmy, I'm gonna attack you with my shapeshifter. All right, so I'm not gonna block. So I will take three damage and go to 29. And that was a creature dealing combat damage. So because of professional face breaker, I will make a beautiful treasure token. Nice. And I will actually just use that treasure right away for a red because I'm going to cast light up the stage oh, nice. for its spectacle cost. So that's a trigger on Torwaki and I will deal two damage to Dihada. That seems fair. Dihada will go to five loyalty. And that is the commander doing damage, and he has lifelink. So I'll gain two and go to 31. And then we will resolve light up the stage. So I will exile the top two cards in my library. Ooh, chaos warp. So because light up the stage says I can play the cards until the end of my next turn, this chaos warp is really acting like a card in my hand, but a card that everybody knows, which you'd think would be bad, but I think it actually might be good because it's a threatening thing and I can just point at it. I might chaos warp your thing, watch out. Don't attack me. I'll just put that over here and uh, wave it threateningly at you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I will definitely play the swamp as my land for turn and that'll do it for me. Go ahead. Okay, I'm going to untap and draw my card for turn. Uh, Cataract Parasite trigger. Uh, yep, and I'll take two damage and go to 27. Jeez. Oh, that little one drop's put in some work. So awesome. Freaking life gain <laughs> deck, look at sure me, man. Has. I didn't think I was gonna be at the lowest life total at the table, but here I am facing down the Chaos Warp from Josh and a tax ability that turns off half my hand from Rachel. I thought my deck was positioned super well at this table, but maybe not anymore. Uh, I will play my land for turn. It's an ancient tomb. I'll tap it and take two damage, going to 25, and cast Arcane Signet. All right. I've seen it nice. before. And then Redan is really annoying. Yeah. Really freaking annoying. <laughs> I will tap an absurd six mana and cast a Johnny Sleeper Agent. He's completed. He's completed. He is completed. So this is a huge story spotlight card, which is in my wheelhouse. A Johnny is completed on Dominaria, and that's a huge shock because a Johnny has always represented the good guys. It's a little sad. I'm gonna minus three my Ajani. Distribute three plus and plus on cameras among up to three target creatures. Wait, I can do other people's creatures. Why would you? What? Why would you do that? So you guys don't swing at me with everything right now. Look <laughs> at me, I'm at 25 life. I'm the life gain deck. How's that gonna stop us from swinging? Oh, you make deals? Yeah, just like if I give you a thing on life gain, play Deal plus, plus, plus some counter. You could but... put a counter on Ray Dan. <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted. Then I could attack Josh with her. I'm trying to stay as low profile as possible. Gain some life, draw some cards, and try to not die. Rachel's board, I think, is the scariest at the table, so if I can just have her point somewhere else for a little bit, that's enough for me. I will give you one of my plus one plus one counters uh, onto Raydane if you mm -hmm. don't swing at me next turn. With anything? Yeah. What about one devil? One devil's okay. Okay, I'll make that deal. Okay, great. I'll put two plus one plus one counters on Shanna and one of them on Raydane. Nice. So Jimmy just sort of gave me a really helpful plus one counter here. Turning Raydan into a three four means it attacks over Josh's commander. And um, it doesn't really seem like there's a downside for me. I'll take it. 
I will go to combat, and Sam, you have the most life, so I will swing at you with Shanna for five damage. I will take five damage. And I will go to 30. And I will gain five and also go to 30. Right. Twinsies. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I will go to my end step. I have gained five life this turn, but I only have one mana to pay. So I'll pay that one mana and I will draw a card. And then take two from the Parasite. And I'll take two from Karak Parasite and go to 28. Pass turn. Okay. I will untap and I'll draw for turn. Parasite triggers. I will take two damage, go to 32. All right. I'm going to cast Lelia the Blade Reforge. Oh, nice. I'm not loving the cards in my hand right now, so Lelia is perfect. I'm hoping that Lelia will keep some pressure on Josh, keep my defenses up a little bit, and show me some more cards that will hopefully be more helpful. I'll pay two for Untadaki and go to 30. And then I will plus two Dihada, targeting Lelia. Jeez. I will go to combat. I am going to send one devil at each of you and then send Raydan and Lelia at Josh. I have two attack triggers. Lelia will trigger first and I will exile the top card of my library. It's a land. Nice. And that'll give her a plus one, plus one counter. So she's a three, three now? Yep. Okay. And then the Xerzoth's triggers. Everyone's getting attacked with a devil. So we're all going to draw a card and discard one at random. Here we go again. Okay. All right. All right. That one. And yeah, this one. This one. Then I'll make three devils. <laughs> yep. Okay, and then there's three parasite triggers. Everybody take two damage. Okay, I'll go to 26. I'll go to 28. I'll go to 28 as well. All right, go to blockers. Okay, so I have an option here. Tireless Tracker can eat a devil, but that devil can then, after dying, eat Tireless Tracker. So I'm thinking, Rachel, hey, I'm not the threat. The real threat's over there at Josh Lee Quiet Stable. It's time to make a deal with the devil. So Rachel, is there any benefit for this devil dying? I think we could probably work together on some dice triggers mm -hmm. to take things off the board, mm -hmm. but I would not be throwing damage at the tireless tracker. Wonderful. I'm gonna block the devil with tireless tracker. Ugh. So my blocks are difficult here because Sam has already declared a blocker and that devil's going to die. I'd like to block the devil coming at me with my commander because of the lifelink, but then when both devils die and the two damage, it could get pointed at my commander, which could destroy it. Devils are annoying. Okay, I think I'm going to just block Lelia with my shapeshifter. And I will block a devil with Shanna. Okay. Go to damage. So my tracker eats your devil. Yep. Sweet. And then I'll take four. Going to 27. The shapeshifter will die, Layla won't because of the indestructible. And I will gain three and go to 31. And the devil attacking me will die. And because of the lifelink, I'll gain five and go to 31. And because two of my devils died, I'm gonna send that two damage at your shapeshifter, Josh. Oh. So after this attack, I'm at 27. Basically, I'm gonna be at 21 after I use my black market connections on my next turn. And yeah, my deck can gain some life, but I was hoping to still be a little higher than this because I have other ways to use life in my deck. So I'm a little worried about it, yeah. And then I'm gonna cast Sabin's Reclamation. I'll bring a planes from my graveyard to the battlefield. Ooh. Okay, that's my turn. I'll pass to you. At the end of your turn, I'm gonna sacrifice Myriad Landscape and I'll find two swamps. Put them onto the battlefield tapped. And that'll trigger my tireless tracker twice, and I'll get two more clue tokens. Nice. So now I'll untap and draw a card for the turn. Cataract Parasite triggers. So, yep, I'll take two from the Parasite, and I go to 26. Cataract Parasite trigger here. Cataract Parasite trigger there. Parasite trigger, Parasite trigger. This many triggers reminds me of Ristic Study. Cataract Parasite, it's done a lot. This is the new Ristic Study. <laughs> 
Eh. What are you talking about, Sam? The black market connections is closer to Ristic study than the Kedrick Parasite is. Parasite doesn't draw you any cards at all. How's that like Ristic study? For being named that, I'm not sure you know what Ristic study does. <laughs> it's just so many triggers is the whole. That's, oh, okay. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I've decided this is the new Ristic study. So I guess uh, Sam's going to start a second channel pretty soon called Kedrick Parasites. <laughs> I will play Forest for my land for the turn, which will trigger Tireless Tracker again, and I'll get another clue token. Yep. Okay, I'm gonna cast Chromatic Lantern. Nice. Okay, another three drop. This one fixes my mana, which is very important. It's gonna ramp me a little bit and set me up perfectly for the later game. And then I'll play my commander, Soul of Wind Grace. You are invaders here, and these lands are protected. Oh, nice. And on that Enter the Battlefield trigger, I will choose Myriad Landscape in my graveyard. So that'll come back into play tapped. Well, that's cool. So Sam's commander not only triggers on ETB, but also on attack. So it's possible he's gonna be able to loop this Myriad Landscape like multiple times throughout the game, which is slow, but powerful. That'll trigger Tireless Tracker once again and give me another clue token. Wow, just like that. Look at your board state. Just like that. Here I am on the board, actually presenting a threat for a change. Feels kind of nice. All right, Josh, do your worst. I'm passing to you. All right, on your end step, Sam, I'll activate my mirror landscape and sack it. And I will search my library for two swamps. And I'll put those onto the battlefield tapped. All right, then I'll go to my turn. Okay. And I will untap. And I will draw my card for turn. I will trigger the black market connections. I will choose all three modes again. Oh my god, I do. So I think I'm just gonna do that every time. I don't care if I die. I will go to 21. Holy moly, Josh Lake, why? I think it's pretty clear that Rachel has set her sights on me and she's the most scary player right now. I have an explosive play I can make this turn and maybe it'll turn into something even bigger, but I'm not sure. I think I'm just gonna go for it. All right, well, I'm gonna start. I will play Dockside. <laughs> pay up. Uh-huh. So how many artifacts does everybody have? One. One. Six. Okay, so I'll make a treasure. I already had two, so now I have 10. Seems good with the face breaker. So making eight treasures is usually a pretty scary thing, but with a professional face breaker on the board, it's a very scary thing because if Josh doesn't have spells to cast with that mana, he can just draw more cards. All right, then I'm gonna play Storm Kiln Artist. <laughs> it's shockingly beautiful. Uh, four math. Here we go. Uh-oh, now we're in trouble. Josh's commander wants him to cast instants and sorceries. Storm Kiln Artist is gonna refund Josh the mana it costs to cast those instants and sorceries. And with the face breaker out, Josh always has access to the top of his library. Okay, the synergies are starting to pile up and I'm starting to see the puzzle pieces fit together. I will start by sacrificing one treasure to the professional face breaker to exile the top card of my library. What I'm hoping to find off the top of my library are one mana cantropy spells. That's it, because Stormkill Artist will make it free, Torwaki will do damage when I cast them, and I'll just keep stringing them together if I can. And it is Nightscape familiar. Sure. So now I have a Chaos Warp and that Nightscape that I can play until end of turn. I'm gonna sacrifice another treasure going down to eight to exile the top card of my library. It is Faithless Looting. Oof. So I will cast the Faithless Looting. I'll sacrifice a treasure to do so. On cast, there's two triggers. I will make a treasure token because of the Storm Kiln Artist. And then Torwaki will deal two damage to Zerzoth. 
Okay. And I'll gain two because of the lifelink, going to 23. Then I will resolve the Faithless Looting, draw two cards. And then I will discard a Thermo Alchemist and a Doughty Voidwalker. So you can see why a card draw spell that costs very little mana is so good for me. And Faithless Looting is one of the best cards I could hit because worst case scenario, I can flash it back this turn. But <laughs> I don't have to do that yet because the cards I drew, they're pretty good. Then I'm gonna use two treasure to cast this Knight's Cape Familiar. And then I will sack two treasures and tap my Felwar Stone. And remember, I'm reduced because of Nightscape Familiar. I will play Prosper Tomebound. Uh-oh. Well, that's bad. Prosper and Facebreaker are a terrifying combo because one makes treasures when you cast from exile and the other one exiles when you have treasures. And now with the Stormkiln Artist, any cheap instant of sorcery won't be free. I'll actually gain mana. He's got the full combo assembled. He's ready to start looping some spells and killing some stuff. Then I'm gonna cast You Are Already Dead. Uh-oh. Uh, targeting Zerzoth. Okay, so it looks like Josh is gonna clean up some of my board here. He still has that Chaos Warp and he's got a lot of damage to throw around. I'm really not sure I'm gonna untap with much of my board at all. And Torwaku will deal two damage to Dahada. Dahada will go to five loyalty. And I'll gain two, going to 25. And then my spell will kill Zerzoth. Zerzoth goes to the graveyard. And I will draw a card. Then I will sack a treasure to my professional face breaker and I will exile an arcane signet. And then I will sack two treasures going down to one treasure. I'll cast the arcane signet. And because of Prosper, I cast a card from exile. Cool. I'll make a treasure. So I'm back up to two treasure. I'll sack one of the treasures, going back down to one. Do the same thing with the professional face breaker. I got feed the swarm. So I'll tap my arcane signet, sacrifice my last treasure. I will cast that feed the swarm. I will target Shanna. Oh, I knew it was gonna come to this. My stuff had to get targeted eventually, but as long as I can get another turn, I think I can eke something out. And on that cast, Torwaki will trigger. I will target Dahada. Dahada will go to three loyalty. And I will gain two because of the lifelink going to 27. And I also make a treasure for both Prosper and Stormkiln Artist, so I have two. Okay, and Shanna will die. And I will put her back into the command zone. And then I'll lose three because Shanna's three mana value. Going to 24. Then I'll do the same thing. Activate Professional Facebreaker, sacking a treasure. I will exile a Swiftfoot Boots. All right, Swiftfoot Boots is not the greatest at the moment. I'm just gonna let it chill over here. But I will cast this Chaos Warp that I have from the light up the stage last turn. It only costs two because of the Nightscape Familiar. And that will target Lelia. A shame. Aww. I will make a treasure from Prosper and Stormkill Artist, and I will do two damage to Jihada with Torwaki. Jihada will go to one loyalty. I'll go to 26 because of the lifelink. And now Chaos Warp will resolve. I'm gonna shuffle Lelia into my deck. Okay. Josh, why don't you cut this? Okay, so I'll be responsible for whatever happens. It's Choose only... your fate. All right, here we go. Choose your destiny. All right, ooh. Here we go, it's... Survive trial! <laughs> oh, terrible. Honestly, I'm pretty happy with flipping a land off of this because, well, it's not a creature, so it's not very easy for Josh to interact with it. If I get to untap on my next turn, I'm gonna have lots of resources to hopefully deal with Josh's board. The limiting factor here is really the amount of treasures I have. 
because that determines both how many cards I have access to and how much mana I've got. So as that starts to dwindle, I really gotta start thinking about what my final moves in this turn are. I don't think I'm gonna be able to win, but I can still make some big plays. And then for my final trick, well, and then for my almost final trick, <laughs> I'm going to play Grape Shot. Oh! Yeah. Storm count 10? 10. That's Storm 10 count spell. is 10. 10. Yeah, I've cast wow. nine spells before this. Lovely. Wow, wow, wow. So wow. it'll create nine copies of itself. That's bad. Grape Shot's incredible here because in any other deck, it would deal one damage a bunch of times. But because of Josh's commander, it deals twice that amount. And he just has all this damage on the stack. Are we dead? Wait, let me check how many minutes are left in the video. Uh, we should be about here. Maybe we live. I'm going to play Grape Shot. Oh! Storm count 10? 10. Storm count spell. is 10. 10. Yeah, I've cast wow. nine spells before this. Lovely. Wow. Okay, wow. so trigger, trigger, Torwaki will deal two damage to Dahada. She gone. Bye-bye. I will put Dihada back in the command zone. And I'll go to 28 for that lifelink. And because Stormkiln Artist says whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery, oh. it's actually gonna make treasures for all the copies Grape Shot makes. <laughs> Yikes. So that's 10 more treasures. So I actually just end up with 11 treasures total you at the end of this. Gross! Gross! I'm sorry, what? I thought when those treasures were gone, we would be done with this wild ride. But nope, I just got picked up and thrown right back on it. Well, here we go again. And now there are 10 instances of Grape Shot on the stack. But because of Torwaki, it's actually two damage per instance. Wow, of pretty so good. So it's 20 damage split up in multiples of two. Yep, <laughs> as you do. Pretty good. I'm just hoping I'm very innocuous and I'm really not on his radar. Let's see all this damage go elsewhere. Please, Josh, do not point this damage at me. I, I just don't, I don't want it. Give it to someone else. I'm gonna deal four to Raiden, two to the Tireless Tracker. Four to Soul of Windgrace. Rachel, I'm actually just gonna throw 10 damage at your face. Ah! So this couldn't have gone much worse. I've lost all my meaningful permanence and I've taken 10 damage to my face. Oh, that was quite oh. the final trick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, somehow not, it feels like it is not the final trick. I said almost trick. final, yeah, I said final. Final. He's not yeah. done, this face breaker final. can keep going. So I've cleared off almost the entire board and I have reloaded the amount of treasures I've got. And I'm thinking about continuing looking at more cards because of the face breaker and see if I can keep going. However, I've assembled a couple cards in my hand that just outright will win the game next turn. So I think I'm gonna stop now and just win the game then. I'm going to cast the Swiftfoot Boots from Exile. Cost two, but Prosper will give me one back, so I'll end up with 10. And then I'll use one more and I will equip it to the Stormkiln Artist. So that makes the Stormkiln Artist a 14-2 with Gross. haste. Rose. And then I'll go to combat, Facebreaker and Torwaki at Sam, Keterek Parasite at Ajani, Stormkiln Artist at Jimmy. Okay, I have no creatures and cannot block, so I'll take 14 damage. Woo! And I'll go to 17 life. And Ajani will die. Okay, I have no blockers, so I will take five and go to 21. Okay, and then I gain three from the lifelink, going to 31. And the professional face breaker will make two treasures because I dealt combat damage to two different players. So I'm now up to 
11 treasures. But I'm not quite done. I'm going to... <laughs> this is my last, last yeah. trick. <laughs> it's not a huge trick, but I will use one of my treasure going down to 10 to equip my Swiftfoot boots to my Cataract Parasite. Ah. Oh. Okay. All right, that'll end my turn. You can just keep going with the Facebreaker, though, Josh. I can, but I have a little bit of a different plan. So Josh passes with a ton of treasures left, and it seems like he's got a plan. If he's not doing anything else, it probably means he has a way to stop anything that's going to interact with him, or he might be able to do crazy stuff on his next turn. That's really the priority here. Don't let Josh untap with that board. Prosper's going to trigger, and I reveal the top card of my library. It is Valcut Awakening. That is an exile and can be played until the end of my next turn. And uh, then I will pass the turn. Is that is that it? So at the end of the turn here, my opponents are all at very low life totals. They don't have any creatures or anything that can really get to me. I don't even care if they wrath all the creatures off the board. If I untap with all my treasures and all my current amount of mana, I'll win on my next turn. Alrighty, I'm going to untap perilously, and then I will draw my card for turn. Cataract Parasite trigger. <sighs> Jeez, okay, I'll take two damage and go to 15. Good lord. I have nothing in my hand that could potentially stop this situation from Josh, so my best option is just to play hoping I get another turn. Doesn't look good, but it's the only option I have now. I just have to put some shields up, I think, so I will tap for three mana and cast a Pristine Talisman. Life gain. Ah. And then I will tap five and play a Blossoming Bog Beast. Oh. And because I tapped the Pristine Talisman, I gain a life, and I go to 16. Okay. So Josh is doing all this crazy stuff, and we're gonna die, and it's all terrifying, and Jimmy's like, here's a 3-3. It doesn't remove anything, it doesn't It doesn't attack Josh, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything. Jimmy, I'm the one playing the dumb do-nothing creatures here. You're supposed to get us out of this mess. Uh, and then I'll pass turn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will untap and I will draw my card for turn. Parasite trigger. I will take two damage, go to 19. Oh, lordy. Okay, well, most of my turn is going to be dedicated to dealing with Josh. Oh, thank goodness. Um, you should. You is, should. is my plan. So I hear Rachel say, I can take care of Josh's board, and normally that wouldn't be great, but again, I don't care. If you destroy all my creatures, it doesn't really matter to me. I just need my mana. Waste your whole turn destroying my creatures. That'll be great. First, I'm going to recast Dihada Binder of Wills. Go for it. Sure. I'm gonna pay two life and go to 17 because of Untaidaki. Then I'm gonna minus Dihada and put her to two loyalty. So I'll grab the top four cards of my library. I've got a Krenko, two lands, and a talisman. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put the Krenko into my hand and the rest into the graveyard and make three treasure tokens. Sick. So it might seem a little weird that I'm letting a legendary go to the graveyard here, but I need all the colored mana. And then I'm gonna cast Ruinous Ultimatum. <laughs> okay, yep. Yes! This is the perfect card for this situation. I don't care, blow up my stuff, but this gets rid of everything on Josh's board. Oh, thank goodness, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. Grazie. So I'm gonna crack all my treasures and tap all the, these lands. Wow. Uh, okay. This is pretty bad because my whole plan relies on me having my treasures for my next turn and they're about to all get destroyed. I do not have an answer to the Ruinous Ultimatum in my hand. So there's no reason for me not to kind of start stacking my treasures to look at cards with Facebreaker, see what I can find. In response, I guess Facebreaker lets me look at some cards here. Yeah. I have 10 treasure right now. I'm gonna go down to nine and I will exile Cremate. 
I'm gonna cast the cremate, so I'll target Savine's Reclamation in Rachel's graveyard. Sad. Yep, Torwaki will deal two damage to you, Rachel. Interesting. Uh-oh. And I'll gain two because of the lifelink, going to 33. Okay, well, initially I'm just kind of looking for any sort of answer I might have, but I'm looking at Rachel's life total, and now I'm kind of formulating a new plan. Because of Prosper and Stormkiln Artists, I will actually end up one treasure from this, going back to 10. I'll draw a card for the cremate. So there really aren't a lot of answers to this ultimatum in red and black, but I hadn't really considered that if Josh doesn't find a counterspell, he could chain together enough spells to just kill me. <laughs> if Rachel dies, all the stuff she has, including her spells on the stack, they just go away. This is the most red way possible to counter a spell, and it looks like Josh is just gonna go for it. Then I will go down to nine treasures again, exile a young pyromancer. I'll go down to eight treasures now, exile a gutter snipe. Oh, jeez. I'll go down to seven treasures now, crimson wisps. That is an instant, so I'll do the same thing. I will cast the Crimson Wisps, targeting my own Keteret Parasite. I will end up one treasure. Mm -hmm. I will deal two damage to Rachel. And I'll gain two more, going to 35. I will draw a card. Josh is gonna have to chain together a lot of instant spells to take me out here. Like, my life total isn't that low, right? We'll go down to seven treasure. We'll go down to six. Aphotic Wisps, I will cast the Aphotic Wisps. Just hitting all the one drops that can trips, yeah. <laughs> I will target my Keteric Parasite, I will end up a treasure okay. again. I will do two damage to Rachel. I'll go to 37 because of the lifelink. It's going pretty well for me so far. I'm managing to pull instants that are drawing me cards. It's still a bit of a long shot that I can string enough together in a row here to knock her out, but it's worth a shot. This is not how I thought this was gonna go. You can go. blank, you can hit a bunch of blanks here. I'm pretty sure I'll be fine. It's a lot of spells still. I'm fine. I will go down to six treasure now. I will exile Bergy. Nice. Go down to five treasure. Land, land, treasure, land. I'm doing my land best. one more time. Needle drop. Oh God, another instant. Ah. Yep. Needle drop. I will cast the needle drop. The needle drop will target Rachel. It'll actually do two damage because of Torwaki. Okay. And the Torwaki two damage. Okay, I go to seven. All right, I go to 39. So with the needle drop, Rachel's life total is very low. I actually don't have to hit very many more spells before I've got her. I think I might be able to do this. Then I draw the card off the needle drop. Then I'll go to five treasure. Blank, blank, creature. Land, there has to be lands in this game. Nice. That's nice. great, all right. Go to all right. four treasure. Come on, land. I will reveal land. crash through. God. Sorcery. Sorcery. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, there are whiffs. Yes. I will cast out of my hand now. Oh no. Accelerate. Targeting my Keteric Parasite. Torwaki, take two. Now you go to five. Oh, Josh gains two life. I'll gain two life, go to 41. Oh my god. I'll draw a card. Oh my god. I will cast Valcut Awakening. Mm -hmm. Torwaki will deal two to you, Rachel. Oh no. I go to three. Yeah. I go to 43. And now I will put four cards on the bottom of my library, and I'll draw five. The question is, can I kill her? Okay, it's getting pretty tight here. The Valakut Awakening is going to draw me five new cards. Two of those have to be instants to deal the four damage that it will take to knock Rachel out. Can I get lucky? So, one, two, three, four, five. It's possible that I'm not dead right now. Maybe. Maybe. So I look at those five cards, I'm just, do I have it, do I have it, do I have it? I have it. It's a little clunky, but I got it. And then I'm gonna pay three, and I'm gonna cast from my hand, Fury Storm. Ah, oh, no! Yeah. 
So there's two copies of Fury Storm because I've cast my commander one time. Uh, but there's only one thing on the stack, so I will copy Ruinous Ultimatum twice. I mean, that's fine. That seems okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's two Torwaki damage to you, Rachel. Here we go. I will go to 45 from the lifelink. Mm -hmm. All right, so Ruinous Ultimatums, while those are still on the stack, <laughs> I'm going to cast Cling to Dust. Ah. Dang. That'll do it. Uh, I'll target the Ajani in your graveyard, Jimmy. Okay. And I will do two damage with Torwaki. Ah, Torwaki! And then I die from a volley of arrows from a Rectos Archer. <laughs> so I'll gain two life off the Torwaki trigger, and then because that's not a creature, the Ajani, I will draw a card from Cling to Dust. So because I die, my Ruinous Ultimatum. We'll leave the stack. So sad. I was really excited for that to Yeah, resolve. I was like, I feel like I made the ultimatum and then I died. Ugh. No. Rachel's gone. Josh keeps all of his stuff. We're really in a tight spot here. Rachel's spell was the best shot we had at getting back into this game. And now that she's gone, well, I think it's going to be a pretty grim ending. Okay, so let's resolve Brunus' ultimatum. Okay. Okay. Which is mine. Yep. So all non-land permanents get blown up. Looking at the board state, I feel like I'm a prohibitive favorite. Sam's got basically nothing. Jimmy has basically nothing. I got tons of stuff. I don't have my game-winning play anymore, but I don't think I'm going to need it from this point. I can just attack them. All right, and then, uh, yeah, that's it. I think it's your go, Sam. <laughs> I get to untap. Take it away. Yeah, welcome to game nights. Draw a card for the turn. Cataract Parasite Trigger. I'll go to 19. So Josh spent a lot of his resources dealing with Rachel and that ultimatum. I'm looking at my hand, and actually, I think I might have something to deal with Josh's board. Well, I didn't think I'd make it this far. So let's see. Shoot for the stars, baby. Damnation. Woo! Oh, come on. So before I didn't care if they destroyed all my creatures because I had a game-winning play in hand, but I just have way less treasures now. I used a lot taking Rachel out. So I guess we're gonna spin the wheel again and see if I can exile cards from the top of my library until I could kill Sam now? Okay, I guess we'll do, do this thing again. Facebreaker, uh, <laughs> so exile, Necropotence can't be played. Facebreaker, exile, Thrill of Possibility. Okay. That's a good start. Uh -huh. Yeah, I will cast Thrill Possibility. Cost one red. And you and gain one. I gain one because of Prosper and Stormkill Artist. Oh, that's not good. I will discard a Mountain. Torwaki will deal two to you, Sam. Okay, I'll go to 17. I'll draw two. I'll go down to three treasure. Ugh. Okay, that's a sorcery. Can't cast that. I'll go down to two treasure. Whoop. Facebreaker, that's it. Do I make it out alive? So, exiling the cards with Facebreaker is going a lot worse this time around. I'm just not finding what I need. I can't look as many cards. I just don't don't have as many resources. I think my board's gonna get wiped. I'll go down to one treasure. Jessica's Jessica well, well. Nice, wow. nice. They don't want that in there. I have no more effects, Jimmy. <laughs> what are you looking at me for? <laughs> <laughs> so I think, crap, yeah, it will resolve. True ultimatum. Was damnation, yeah. Yep. The result of Josh trying to fend off two board wipes has been enough to actually take his board state down to something that looks more manageable. And all of a sudden, the clouds have parted and the sun is shining through. Finally, we're in a position where maybe Sam and I can actually do something and take out Josh. Okay, so Damnation dealt with most of his threats, but there's still one more piece of tech on Josh's board that I gotta deal with. Okay, next, I'm gonna do what I should have done a long time ago. I'm gonna channel Boseju who endures and 
and target Josh's black market connections. Oof. So black market connections is destroyed. And I will search my library for a basic mountain and put it into play. This slows me down quite a bit. The extra card draw from Black Market Connections was one of the things I was counting on to kind of rebuild faster than they are. I think I can still win this game, but I'm not even sure if I'm ahead anymore. Okay, and that's it for me, so all you. All right, I will untap and I will draw for the turn. Okay, I'm just gonna cast Torwaki, who costs seven now. And then I will pay one and I will equip Tor with Swiftfoot Boots. And then, because he now has haste, Jimmy, I will attack you for three. Unbelievable. <laughs> I have no blocks. I will take three and go to 13. Okay. Uh, I'll go to 50. I'm the life gain deck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go to my end step, and I have eight cards in hand, so I'm going to discard Sulphur Springs. That's it. Go ahead. What? Hall of freaking Lulia. I'm alive, and I get another turn? Let's see what we can cook up here. I will draw a card for turn. And I will start off by playing Cleric Class, and then I will play Authority of the Consoles. That is not good. Okay, these are my shields up. Everyone's creatures are entering the battlefield tapped. I'm gaining a bunch of life. And with luck, I'm gonna stay out of the lethal range from Josh, and that means I can build my board state back and maybe have a shot in this game. I will play a shock land and take two, going to 11. And then I'm going to cast the Battle Angels of Tear. Okay. And then I will tap the rest of my mana, taking two from Ancient Tomb, going to nine, and casting Illusions of Grandeur. With the... When this <laughs> airs the battlefield, I gain 20 life. What? <laughs> well, that's bad. And then Cleric Class is gonna give me one extra, so I'll gain 21 life and go do 30. Oh, wow. This is the perfect antidote to Josh's deck because now he has to churn through an extra 20 life if he wants to take me out like he did with Rachel. All of a sudden, I'm actually feeling great about my position. But if you remove this, I lose the 20 life instantly. Right. <laughs> I think the only upside is that the cumulative upkeep, he'll eventually not be able to pay it. So in theory, if I can get him below 20, then I can just wait until he has to sack it. But it's just super annoying to me right now. Okay, I'll pass turn to you, Sam. All right, I'll untap for turn. Draw a card. I'll start by casting Beast Whisperer. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. Step one to rebuild, lay a foundation. And Beast Whisperer will be that foundation for me, which means I get to draw a bunch of cards soon. Because of authority of consoles, that will enter the battlefield tapped, and I will gain a life. But because of Cleric Class, I will gain an additional life. Next, I will play another creature. I will cast Floriferous Vinewall. All right. I will draw a card from Beast Whisperer, and then I will reveal Rakdos Carnarium and put that into my hand. I'll put the rest on the bottom of my library. And then I will gain two life and go to 34 because of authority of the consoles and cleric class. Nice. Okay, yeah, that's the end of my turn, so I'll pass to you, Josh. Okay, I will untap everything, and I will draw for the turn. Jimmy? Yeah? I'm very impressed by all your life gain. <laughs> but? I'll play Grafted Exoskeleton. Oh man, you gotta be kidding me. With that card out, my life gain means nothing. All the hard work I put in to be undone by Infect. And then I'm gonna equip it to my Torwaki. Uh-oh. This gives my commander Infect, which means whenever I cast Incinor Sorcery, that two damage will be poison counters. So I only have to do 10 to Jimmy to knock him out. It doesn't matter how much life he gains. The question is, can I do that right now? I have a few instants and sorceries, but I'm gonna have to draw into more if I'm gonna be able to take them out on this turn. All right, I'm gonna start by tapping a black and playing Dark Ritual. 
Torwaki will trigger. Jimmy, I will do two infect damage to you. Oh. Whoa. Man, my stomach kind of hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing, I'm here, it's fine. I still gain the life from the lifelink, even though it's infect, I'll go to 52. So I got the three black floating, I will use two of it for sign in blood. And I will target myself. So I'll draw two here. We'll go down to 50. Jimmy, you will take two more infect. Now that's four poison counters. And then I will gain the two from the lifelink. Oh man, I think I got some food poisoning or something. I don't know what it is. It's nothing, it's not a big deal, it's fine. I'll make it through the shoot. All right, Jimmy's now up to four poison counters. Remember, if we get him to 10, he's knocked out. The big question here is, can I find three more spells to cast? And I will cast Knight's Whisper. I will lose two, but I'm gonna do two to you, Jimmy, and gain the two back, so I'll end up at 52. And that puts you at six poison counters. Oh gosh. It's still up in the air whether I can get him. Okay. Right. Two more instants. Well, I'm, I've only got four mana, so that's right. the tougher. Yeah. Draw two. So I thought I was gonna have to string together two more spells, but it turns out what I just drew, one's all I needed. And then I will cast Renegade Tactics, and I'll make it so your battle angels of tier can't block. No! I'll do the same thing, deal two to you with Torwaki. It's getting really dark in here. Yep, I'll gain two. I <laughs> got a 54. <laughs> I'm fine. Everything is fine. Why does it feel like I'm dying? Now Jimmy is at eight poison. I don't have another spell in hand, but it doesn't matter because the infect from Torwaki, it also works in combat, and my commander can still attack. Uh, and then I'll go to combat, and Jimmy, I will swing at you for five infect. Oh, no. I will take an additional five infect and be completed. <laughs> and then I became completed. Wait, no, 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 no. Why does it say knocked out? That's not true. I'm complete. What? Man. And then I gain five, of course, from the life flink. I go to 59. All right, and it, my, I think that's my first infect kill ever on game night. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Very I've good. been killed. A you've killed times. with storm. You've killed with infect. Are <laughs> <laughs> you gonna kill me? Well, I'm not gonna do it this turn. Okay. So uh, that's it, Sam. Go ahead. Okay. So Josh has spent a lot of resources on Rachel, a lot of resources on Jimmy. So I think I've got just enough time here to assemble something and squeak by. Let's see if it works. I'll untap as you do. Draw a card for the turn. I'm gonna start by casting Soul of Wind Grace again. You are invaders here, and these lands are protected. Cool. Trigger Beast Whisper, so I'll draw a card from casting a creature. Okay, so Soul of Wind Grace enters the battlefield and it triggers. So I will bring back both Seiju who endures. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's enduring. So it All comes right. back tapped, and I will pass the turn. Hmm. Okay, so really my only goal here is to get one more turn. I played my commander to add another blocker to the board just in case, and I'm just hoping I can untap. I have a 5-5 five, five infect creature, and I really only gotta cast five instants or sorceries for the rest of this game, and I'm gonna win. I think I can do that. Okay, I will untap, and then I will draw for the turn, and I'm going to flashback Faithless Looting from my graveyard. Yup. Torwaki will trigger, and I will deal two infect to you, Sam. All right. I got this strange pain in my side or something. <laughs> We've been sitting down yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a stitch. I'll go to 61. I'll draw two. I will discard a Kessive Flame Breather and a Talisman of Indulgence. And Faithless becomes exiled. Okay, I'm gonna escape, <laughs> cling to dust. Uh, and I will exile the damnation from your graveyard, Sam. And Torwaki will trigger, mm -hmm. and I will do the two infect to you, Sam. So you'll go to four infect. Mm. 
So I will draw a card. My goal here is to do as much infect as I can to Sam. I don't have a lot of instant or sorceries in my hands, but luckily, Cling to Dust has escape, and it gives me an instant or sorcery I can basically always cast for the rest of the game, because I got tons of cards in my graveyard. And then, yeah, I'll cast Cling to Dust again from my graveyard using escape, and I'll exile your Chromatic Lantern. Okay, Chromatic Lantern is exiled. Then I will draw the card, and Torwaki will deal two infect to you. So two more. Up to six. And I'll gain two, going to 65. Okay, so Cling to Dust is really the key card here because if Josh can escape it from his graveyard two more times, and he can when he untaps next turn, then I'm dead, which means it's now or never. That'll end my turn. Okay, at the end of your turn, I'm going to cast Realms Uncharted. Ooh. Get some lands. I'm gonna get Gruel Turf, Petrified Fields, Golgari Rot Farm, and Throne of the High City. Oh man, so I pick the two you don't get? Correct. But they go to your graveyard anyway, so your commander can get they it. They go to yeah. my graveyard, correct. Oh my lord. So this is a really good play by Sam. There's basically no way I can prevent him from getting a bounce land out onto the battlefield. If I send him to the graveyard, his commander gets him into play. And the big reason that's important is because the Boseju can be the land that he puts back in his hand, and then he can channel it out, get rid of the grafted exoskeleton. So I'll just make him expend the most resources possible to sort of pull this off, I guess. All right, I'm gonna send the two bounce lands to the graveyard, and you can have the Throne of the High City and the Petrified Field. Okay. All right, I'm gonna untap everything. Draw the card for the turn. So we're gonna go to attacks. I'm gonna swing with Soul of Wind Grace and Beast Whisperer at you, Josh. Okay. Soul of Wind Grace will bring the bounce land onto the battlefield. In response to that, I will tap my Boseju to float green mana. Okay. And that will bounce Boseju who endures to my hand. Ooh. So Sam has sequenced this so, so well, set his graveyard up perfectly, now gets the bounce land into play, gets the Boseju back in his hand. I mean, I know exactly what's gonna happen and there's nothing I can do about it. And still before blocks, I'm going to channel Boseju who endures and I will target the Grafted Exoskeleton. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, Grafted Exoskeleton gets destroyed. Which means it was unattached from Torwaki, which means I have to sacrifice my commander now. And we'll go back to the command zone. Now costs nine mana because of commander tax. So this is just bad, 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 bad. Because not only do I lose the grafted exoskeleton, but when it becomes unattached from my commander, I have to sacrifice it. I don't think I'm out of it, but it's definitely gotten a lot harder. But I do get to search my library for a land. I will find a mountain and put that into play untapped. All right, and now we go to blocks. Now we're in blocks. Well, I have no creatures left, so I cannot block. All right, I'll go to 58, and five of that is commander damage. Yep. Oh. Second main, I'm gonna play Petrified Field for my land for the turn. Oh no, <laughs> what? <laughs> yep. And then I'm gonna cast Farseek. I'm gonna search my library for a sheltered thicket and put that onto the battlefield tapped. Okay, and I'm done, your turn. Scary. I like that. Okay. Confident. Josh didn't have enough to kill me last turn. There's no way he can kill me this turn. Maybe for the first time since the beginning of this game, I'm actually feeling good. Torwaki costs nine now. Oof. All right, I'm gonna tap nine, taking two from Ancient Tomb, going to 56, and I will recast my commander, Torwaki. And then I will pay one, and I will go to equip Swiftfoot Boots to Torwaki. Okay. All right, then I'm gonna go to combat, and I will swing at you for three, Sam. Okay, uh, I don't trust this, so I'm gonna block with Floriferous Vine Wall. Sure, you got a damage? Yeah. Floriferous. <laughs> Floriferous is dead. 
All right, I'll gain three, go to 59. All right. And then I'll pass the turn. So Sam's at 17. I've had to use most of my spells taking out Rachel and Jimmy. I'm on fumes here. So I hope I just have enough gas to get across the finish line. On your end step, I'm gonna crack Myriad Landscape, and I'm gonna go find two forests and put both of them onto the battlefield tap. Okay. And now I'm gonna go to my turn. So I'm gonna untap, uh, draw a card for the turn. I'm gonna cast Morag, Fury of Okrum. Ooh, double the attack, double the fun. Okay, this card finishes games. That is its role. I'm a landfall deck. I'm gonna try to get a bunch of attacks with my creatures and finish the fight. So now I'll draw a card from Beast Whisper. So my life total is high, but the commander damage from Soul of Windgrace might be a problem here. If he hits me three more times, I will be dead. So I will go to combat. Okay. We'll start by swinging Beast Whisper and Soul of Windgrace at you. So they get plus one plus oh because of Morag. Okay. And then Soul of Windgrace, I get an attack trigger from him. So I'm gonna have Boseju into the battlefield tapped. Sure, but that doesn't trigger Morag, right? Right, that's only during my main phase. Okay. Okay. Now we go to blocks. I have no blockers. Okay. I'll take nine and go to 50. But I'm also at 11 commander damage Correct. from Soul of Windgrace. Okay, so I take that damage from the first attack. That's not a big deal. It really just matters how many lands can Sam get into play right now. If it's two or more, that's it for me. He's playing a lands matter deck, so I am not hopeful. Second main phase. Yeah, I think I know what's gonna go happen here. We will play Spring Bloom Druid. Oh no, so that's, okay. Okay, so now I have to sacrifice a land, so I'm gonna sacrifice the forest. And I'll search my library for a forest and mountain. Those go onto the battlefield tapped. But more importantly, that's two more triggers on Morak. No. Okay, so Spring Bloom Druid is exactly what the doctor ordered here. It's gonna give me enough landfall triggers to get all the damage in and kill Josh. So let's go to combat. Well, extra combats. Okay, so I'm gonna end my main phase, which means I get to do my extra combat turns now. Okay, so the first extra combat starts now. First extra combat starts now. I'm gonna untap Beast Whisper and Soul of Windgrace. Okay. We'll start by swinging Beast Whisper and Soul of Windgrace at you. All right, so they get plus two, plus oh, because this is the second time they've attacked this turn. So it's a seven, four, and a four, three? Yes, seven, four, and a four, three. Well, I'm gonna take 11. And seven of it's gonna be commander damage. So I'm gonna to go to 39, but I've taken 18 commander damage. That seems ridiculous. I think I might lose the game here. I was so far ahead. So uh, you know this song and dance, right? I'm gonna <laughs> untap my boots and these ones are made for stomping. Let's do it one more time. Plus this three, time they're plus three. Plus, plus three, off. plus yeah. so on Mora. Wow. Yep. Okay, do you got anything? Anything? Uh, yeah, I I, st I don't have any way to destroy a creature. I'm dead, Sam, you got yes. it. Yay! Yay! Good, good, game. Game. good, good game. game! What a comeback. And then I die to a bunch of extra attacks. Push! Well, that wasn't so bad. And despite all the odds against Josh's gigantic storm, I won the game. That was certainly a very wild game of Commander. I did not expect it to have those twists and turns at the end, but that's Commander for you. I loved playing Legendary Tribal in Dominaria of all places. Yeah, I didn't end up winning the game, but I definitely cast the most spells out of anybody, and that's what really counts. I've been watching Sam on Ristic Studies for a long time now, so it's an honor to be able to sit across from him at the table. Hey, I just want to say thank you so much to Game Nights. Shout out to the crew. I loved being here. This was a highlight of my year. You know, I'm really not in front of the camera all that much, but I will always jump in front of a camera if it means I get to hang out with my friends.
All right. Well, <laughs> congratulations to Sam. I didn't think that was going to happen. I, uh, I wow. thought I had that game for sure. Oh, I was like, this game is over. We're all dying to infect. This is the most thematic thing we've ever done on game nights. And then the, the soul of Wind Grace came through. Yeah, the soul, the heart of the cards, the soul of the cards. <laughs> Sam, he pulled it out. That was a really fun game. Thanks, everybody, for sticking around for it. If you want to get your hands on any of these cards from Dominaria United, there's so much awesome stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just go to channelfireball.com slash command. Their marketplace really is the best place to buy sealed product for Dominaria United. It's all on uh, order right now. You can get your bundles, your collector's boosters, your draft boosters, anything at all. Every vendor on the Channel Fireball marketplace is a licensed business, so you know you're going to get a high level of service. Get all the cards you want. Your magic players, you're going to get magic cards. You may as well use our affiliate link channelfireball.com slash command when you buy that stuff so you can support the content you enjoy. And again, don't forget, or if you do forget to put in the affiliate link, you can actually use the promo code command at checkout Yep, and it still applies. Nice and simple. And once you get those cards, protect them, put them into sleeves, not any sleeves, but Ultra Pro sleeves. It's the company that Josh and I have been trusting for almost our entire lives to protect our magic cards and other memorabilia. Ultra Pro is everything that you need to adorn your game room to make it look awesome. They got wall scrolls, they have play mats, deck boxes, dice, you name it. If you want something and it's themed, Ultra Pro is going to have it. So check out ultrapro.com slash command. That's their online store. And they've got tons of products, not just from today, but from months and months ago, from years past, from things that you may have completely forgotten about. Guild sleeves, all sorts of amazing products are there and oftentimes at a great discount. So check it out, ultrapro.com slash command. It's a great way to get all the accessories you need in one fell swoop and make sure that your decks are looking in pristine condition when you sleeve up and play. Yeah, I've often been surprised by the level of discount on the site. Sometimes they are clearly just looking to like move stuff and you can get good deals. And of course, Ultra Pro also always gives away a bunch of product and Dominaria United themed stuff in this case to Game Nights viewers, watchers. Mm -hmm. Yep. So every single episode we give away a bunch of stuff. We sign all the playmats from the actual game. Jimmy, how do people enter to win that stuff? It's super simple. You have one week from the release date of this video to enter and you have three different ways you can do it. You can enter all three ways. The first is on Twitter. Go ahead and just tweet a, a link to this episode you're watching right now and you make sure you use the hashtag Game Nights. That's nights with a K included in that tweet and that you can enter that way. If you're on Facebook, head on over to our Facebook page, find the post that's sharing this video and in the comments, tag a friend, tag a couple of friends that you think also would enjoy the content and you'll be entered that way. And if you're on Instagram, really simple, just make a, any kind of post you want and just include the hashtag Game Nights. That's how we're gonna track the entries to the contest and again, you have one week from the release date of this video to enter, after which we will announce the winners and the prize will get shipped out to them and uh, you're going to miss your chance. So go ahead and enter. You can enter all three ways if you want to and give yourself a better shot at winning some of these prizes. Yeah, if you enter three times in three different ways, that's a 300% chance to win. That's yeah, math. Pretty yeah, good. Pretty definitely good. Definitely make sure you do that. <laughs> all right, before we go here, we did want to touch on something we talked about at the very start of the episode, which is that the Command Zone is now hiring. Join our team. Yeah, if you wanted to join the Command Zone team, if you love Commander, Magic, you love our content, if you're a hard worker, a fast learner, we are looking for a junior video editor. Now, I should say, no experience is required. You don't have to know how to edit or even have edited anything before. We can train you. We can teach you all that stuff. What we're really looking for is somebody who loves magic, loves our content, and really is excited to work at the Command Zone and is a fast learner. Yep. Yeah. I mean, when it comes down to it, working here is an absolute dream come true for me. I love everyone here at the Command Zone. It's been just such a fun experience being able to combine magic, my love of magic and Commander, into something that is, is you know, given to the rest of the world through content. So you can be a part of that 
that experience as well. Make sure that you check out the show notes for the link and all the details. Everything's going to be there. And go ahead and apply. I mean, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah, there's a link to that job description. Make sure you send in a good cover letter and send in your resume. One thing we should say is that anybody, good candidates, will need to be located in the Los Angeles area because it is not a remote position. You will need to be able to come into our offices to work every single day. But if you are from outside the LA area and willing to relocate if you get the job, it's totally fine to apply. You don't have to live here now. You just have to be willing to come here yep. if we hire you. Uh, yeah, if you're interested in gaming, entertainment, filmmaking, if you like our stuff, we'd love to have you on our team. And you get to learn from the best. It's an amazing opportunity. So we look forward to seeing all of your cover letters and submissions. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Peace. Bye-bye.